Sports Stance. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Sports Stance. My name is Greg, and with me, I think he's checking out Snapchat at the moment. We'll get his attention though quickly. It's Paul, everybody. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great, Greg Gowan. How are you? I am watching. I'm looking at Snapchat. You know what I'm looking at? You get my full name. <laughs> I am looking at pictures of your children. Well, they are adorable. They are, and other children's children, and other person's children's children. So they're all pretty cute. Makes my day. That's what oh, I look uh, for. That's nice. Well, I'm glad you at least enjoy the photos. But we're here to talk some sports, Paul. We're here to tell people what our thoughts are on the finals that finally ended. The NBA bubble is done. We have NFL news, more COVID situations, more things going to be hanging people by a thread like Dak's ankle. And Ooh. yeah. And that then, was stomach turning. And then some, some MLB talk, maybe even some soccer talk, some football. Ooh, worldwide football? Maybe. Worldwide AKA football. Soccer? Uh, no, it's called football it's across the world. Let's let's not, not get that. We don't need those fan bases coming after us again like they did with Messi, all right? You mean the most popular sport in the world? Yeah, we don't need those people coming after us in a bad way. Let, well, let them last time, the, the email writing campaign was horrible. I had so much stuff in my inbox. It's true. <laughs> it was not good. It was not pretty. I'll tell you that right now. So the NBA Finals concluded the bubble... It's, it's been about like 90 days. It was crazy. By the way, Paul, I'm just going to make a note of it right now. If you hear noise in the background, it's my producer. They, they get rambunctious around this time that we're recording. It happens. It and happens. And we love our producers. They, they get so shwasted on water. It's ridiculous. Yep. They do. <laughs> they do. But so the NBA finals concluded 90 days in the bubble. When at told about how long they had been in the bubble, LeBron James responded with, it felt like five years. It definitely took a mental toll, but it's done. The Lakers are your champions. They win the series four to two. Paul, what were your thoughts in general about this series? Going six games, which I don't think a lot of people thought would could would or could happen, but it did. Well, Greg, you were spot on six games. I said five. I thought Miami played hard out of the gate, and they just didn't have it. Um, they played the game of their lives um, to win, and they just they 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 weren't going to win. I'm surprised it went one extra game. I am too. I mean, Jimmy Butler said it after Game Five. Gave it everything. They had nothing left in the tank. Boy, that's a how do you say that? Well, he played 40-plus minutes. He had, like, 40-plus points, 12-something rebounds, like a bunch of assists. He he was spent. And he's doing this not alone, but he had Bam, who was hurt. Drogic was hurt. So he was basically doing everything he could to win that game and extend the series. And he did. It was just like he said. He had nothing. And play with plantar fasciitis. I've had it. I don't know how you stand up and he's out there playing. It, it just, I don't know. They needed somebody called LeBron James on their team. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that would have helped either. I mean, it would have. 
but they also the Lakers also had Anthony as you call him. Yes. So I'm going to say something, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. Some people are haters on LeBron James, and I would go as far as to say, um, if he had the same supporting cast others had, he might be considered the best of all time, but he's definitely top two. Yes, I definitely think there's not always had that supporting cast that number one had. Just saying. No, and people will try to argue that, you know, he's had Dwayne Wade, he's had Chris Bosh, Anthony Davis. Yes, he's had great players around him, but Michael Jordan never had to leave Chicago to be successful. But he was also only successful when Scottie Pippen arrived. They drafted him, he was homegrown, he had all that. So in general, I've seen a lot of now, now the discussion of greatest of all time gets amplified because, you know, LeBron has another title. So it makes a difference. Therefore, you now look at it from a different perspective. The thing that I always think has bothered me is the fact they lose the six finals losses against LeBron James. So what you're basically saying is a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is back-to-back MVPs, he had a technically a better season than like Jimmy Butler because he didn't lose the finals. He's not 0-1 in the finals. He's 0-0. He's never won. He's never lost, but he doesn't have that loss. Wouldn't you rather be the guy that's always one of the top two teams in your league? I'd rather get there and lose than not get there. Well, especially because when you look at a lot of the teams LeBron made it with, the guys he had around him, it was clear why he didn't win. He would. There was really only one, like I said, I think last show, the Mavs lost with the Heat when he was there. That's the only one that I really hold against him. Other than that, the other five, he dealt with a, his two top teammates going down against the Warriors and still made it go six games with basically a backup backup point guard and a no-name center who I don't even know if he's in the league anymore as his number one and number two next to him. Then you had guys like Mo Williams and Zadrinas Ilgalskis. I'm pretty sure I remember that guy's name. Yeah, right? As his top guys years before that when he was with the Cavaliers in his first run. Then you look at what Michael Jordan had. He had a top 30 player all time. And then he also had a top 15 rebounder in Dennis Rodman of all time slash defensive player of the year candidate constantly. Plus you have Steve Kerr and Paxton who are both deadly outside shooters. You're set. I wouldn't you don't... take anything away from him, but his supporting cast was far and away consistent and better across the board. Yeah. Plus, I watched LeBron James play. He looks like a machine. Well, oh, he is a machine. I mean, the man, he plays, he goes and then lifts for like two hours after the game. He does the cryotherapy to help his muscles recover quicker. The guy is the a machine. They destroy him in the media and people take shots at him. I, well, I don't know. Meanwhile, they said Michael Jordan, if he had to play in this era, probably would have retired and stayed retired because he doesn't like dealing with the media. When they did the Bulls documentary, he like didn't leave his room at times because he didn't want to deal with people. And it's like, okay, well, you can't escape that, especially nowadays. You're caught every moment of your life could be potentially captured by people if you're not out of your house. Like, how would you deal with that? Everything he everything LeBron James does is scrutinized to the utmost degree. Whereas 
Yes, Michael Jordan's was scrutinized to an extent, but not to the level it can be today with social media. Right. And every person has a camera. Every person has um, recording. It's just, I don't know. I, I think LeBron is in a, in a totally different place. And I would tell you, one man show. Well, not only that, Michael Jordan, when you look at the different stats and facts about his career, for some reason, the fact that he lost multiple times in the first round doesn't matter. LeBron James never has lost in the first round of the playoffs. Michael Jordan has done it multiple times. He's been swept. He has been swept in other like league conference championships he was taken out of. Like LeBron, you know, there are fans right now killing you. They want to well, yeah. drive over there and smack you in the head. Let them. It's fine. It's the argument. Everybody knows the arguments, though. But this is, it seems like I saw one thing, and that's what made me kind of want to talk about this even more, is why it's really hard to ever beat the guy you think is the greatest when that guy's failures never get counted against him, but yours do. They're like, LeBron James's failures have been in the NBA finals. Michael Jordan's were in the first round, the second round, the third round. And you're saying he's the great player because he scored 30 points. But yeah, he scored 30 points on nine of 35 shooting. Like that's not, that's not something to applaud. That's just, oh, hey, he kept taking shots and they somehow still won, even though he missed the majority. Cool. Yep. Oh, by um, the way, he also had maybe the greatest coach ever of all time in Phil Jackson as his head coach. True. So. And and it's like a, a very long relationship. Yeah. They all played well together. Hey, listen, I don't get, I don't take away from him either. But and, and you know, I've never been a giant fan of LeBron because I thought, and you pointed it out to me, he was 25 when the ego was there, and I get that. But I've come to respect. I mean, that guy can play basketball like nobody's business. And it really bothers me when people nitpick nonsense because they don't like him. Oh, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Again, Michael Jordan, fantastic player. But again, you got to be able to actually see his faults to make the arguments. People hold him to a standard that it's like he was 6-0 and in the finals. Cool. People make fun of who LeBron James beat in the finals this year. Again, neither of them controlled who they played along their way. So many people are like, well, he didn't have to play the Clippers. If he had to play the Clippers, he would have lost. And it's like, well, the Clippers had a 3-1 series lead against the Nuggets, who LeBron beat 4-1 in a series. And they lost three straight games to them to lose the series. Like, it's not his fault who wins and who loses. He plays who he plays. He beats them. He beats them soundly. And he does it while he performs at a high level. So it's just one of those things. It's going to be talked about forever. It's never going to be a debate that ends. It'll never end until some new player comes along. Yep. And blows them out of the water. Because the ring arguments also, I think, is dumb because Bill Russell has 10 NBA title rings. But his don't count because there was only eight teams when he won them. So it's like, exactly. So it's all these different things. It's like, well, how come his rings don't count, but Michael's do? Why does LeBron's losses count, but so-and-so's don't like it? There's so many different arguments. In general, I will say LeBron James is the greatest all-around basketball player, I think, ever to play because he really does do it in every aspect of the game. His defense has definitely slid as he's gotten older, but prime, I mean, technically still in his prime, it seems like, because he just performs at such a high level. 
but like years 24 through 31 season, he was probably one of the best defensive players. And he also defended one through five on the court. Not many guys can do that. I was watching one of the games and he's out there and that kid from Miami is um, guarding him. And I'm like the oldest player on the court and the youngest player on the court. And it was like father and son. It was crazy. <laughs> yes. So that, but no faces, no crazy faces. No great. You all know that kid's name. Tyler. You know? Yes. Tyler. Hero. Yeah. No, that they said the scowl of that ended it for the heat because after that, they're like, LeBron was just on a mission to make sure. And the Lakers just put their foot on the heat's throat and didn't let go until the end of the game. Dominated. Yeah. All right. So enough of basketball, Paul. It's time to get some football talk. We're going to first touch on some COVID because, well, every single week, it seems like new teams have it, new situations arise. We had the Bills finally play on Tuesday night, and we'll touch on that. The Patriots, as you know, had their game moved. And the Falcons also have now had to shut down their facility as of today because of positive tests. So who knows what their game's going to happen on Sunday. But my question is, how come with all these different COVID situations, the Broncos are the team that got screwed the most? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. Um, when In moving the game? Yes, because so this is what happened with the Broncos situation. If you don't know or if anybody listening doesn't know. So the Broncos practiced all week preparing for the game on Sunday. And then Friday, I believe it was, or Saturday, forget which day it was, the NFL said, okay, we're going to play the game on Monday. And then I think it was on Sunday morning, actually. They came out and said, no, the game's going to get canceled. We're actually not having the game. It's going to get moved to next Sunday. So we're moving this game for the Broncos and that game for the Broncos. So the Broncos essentially had a bye. They had a bye week. But normally on your bye week, you get like the first four or five days of the week off. And then you come back like Thursday or Friday. You start getting ready for the following week. And then you're kind of ready to go. The Broncos, though, got no days off. They practiced all week. And now they have to go back and start practicing again because they have a game Sunday against the Patriots. Now, granted, they are facing the same opponents. So at least maybe there's some leeway. I believe they had Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday given to them off to help kind of give them that bye week feel. But overall, they kind of got screwed because they essentially have zero bye week to rest and relax like most guys will get. So football has become chess and Roger is the chess master. How is he the chess master? He's moving the games around. But a chess master would make sure that each team actually gets some time to have the He should be doing that, but he's not doing that, is my point. And I think he is having a great deal to do with outcomes of games, and I think it's wrong. Yeah, I mean, so the Broncos get screwed. I think part of it, now you have Melvin Gordon, who in their mini-bye week got pulled over for a DUI. So that's great. So you don't know how that's going (laughs) to What? Don't give that guy a day off. Yeah, right, apparently. Um, So he was one of the ones that was very angry about not getting a bye week. Clearly he blew off some steam. Uh, So we'll see what happens there. But in general, it's one of those things now I feel like also I heard it wasn't really the league's choice 
in canceling the game. Apparently, Bill Belichick essentially called the league from what it sounds like. It was like, we're yeah, not playing because we didn't get a full practice in this week, despite they could have actually had a practice Friday and Saturday, which would have allowed them to have their whole game actually be played on Monday. But he was like, he canceled. Yeah, he canceled Friday and Saturday in general. And then they had the positive test come out Sunday. So they could have probably played the game, but Bill basically then called Roger and said, no, F you, we're not. And so they didn't. I, I don't. There's no bubble. And they're not behaving themselves. Because you don't get COVID if you distance and wear a mask. You just uh, don't. Yes and no. I mean, it does prevent it. Nick Saban for Alabama just got diagnosed with COVID and he's apparently a huge mask proponent. So it kind of hurts that theory, but it's supposed to help make it a higher chance that you don't get it. And by the way, it's airborne. So let's not that I want to get into the whole thing of it, but it says 15 minutes within six feet. Of like a lot of exposure, correct? Right. However, all it takes is that one breath, that one spittle that they call it it could be one second so yeah total avoidance i just don't think it's possible and do you think we'll finish the season i do i think the nfl will push the super bowl back until march if they have to they are going to get the season done no matter what if it's going to it's not going to i don't think finish in the 17 week nice little package time frame that they really want but to even think that was a possibility seemed kind of reckless on their part. So they maybe should have built in. Well, you can't really build it in because you don't know if anybody's going to get it. So I don't know. Uh, you mean like a buffer week or two here? Yeah, they have a bye week, but do you? I don't know. Like two a mid, weeks, kind of like a mid mid season All Star break type thing where you have like a two week, like a few extra days off than normal. Or do it. Of. A third of the way through, two thirds of the way through, and if you have to eliminate them, pretend there's no days for school. At the end of the year, all is well. Nobody's sick. Great, have a week off. You're sick. It's extended. I don't know. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of way they can figure it out. What it is, I don't know. Clearly, their game right now is let's just keep switching things up and hope for the best and. Hopefully none of these teams have a second outbreak because if they do, not sure what we're going to do because clearly they did everything in their power to make sure the Titans actually played to keep on track with the season despite the fact they kept having more tests and more positive tests so and facilities shut down. You can't bring everybody in a room and kill them, right? I don't know. Do you yell at them out on the field? What do you say? Listen, you get caught, you're paying a fine. Zoom call. Know. Zoom, zoom, zoom and they're, they're all doing something different on the Zoom. I don't know. It, it loses its effect. Clearly. Yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. Time will tell. We'll see what happens with the Atlanta situation, if what happens with their game. Not quite sure what's going to happen there. But, I mean, time will tell, right? It will. And, you know, I just hope everybody stays healthy and they can play the game. Hopefully. And speaking of playing the games, let's talk about last week's games, at least for our must-watch, don't-watch, and locks. Because, Paul, it's time for that time of the show. 
where we lock it in, we give our must-watch and don't-watches for this week, but we got to recap, obviously, and see how we did last week. First, I will let you go first with your must-watch. Bills and Titans, both undefeated. Then Titan COVID hits. We move the games around. Um, The Bills get obliterated. Right. It did get obliterated. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a game. It was. It should have been the don't watch. <laughs> yeah, right? Wow. You would yep. think. I mean, we were curious to see how a team with COVID bounced back. I mean, did it make them stronger? Well, they had an extra couple of days off. Only the guy that had it. And by the way, if you're asymptomatic, nobody felt bad. No. It was, yeah, I mean, the Bills, yikes. It did not look Maybe good. Maybe the Bills were like, oh, you have COVID, and they just weren't themselves. I don't know. They were shying away. Oh, don't breathe on me. <laughs> Josh Allen, here, take the ball. I'm going to throw it to you. Please don't come near me. <laughs> Bad. It was not good. All right, my most watch from last week was the Browns and the Colts, and it actually ended up being a pretty good game. The Browns are surprisingly the winners of that game. They come out being 4-1 and one to start the season, Paul. That is not something you think to say about the Browns being four and one in a regular season. That's something I don't think Browns fans have heard in quite some time. They ever won in a season. Just saying. I think that's like a weird, like, is it a joke? Is this like a 2020 thing? Like where everything is really actually topsy turvy backwards. And so the Browns are good. It's, it's bizarro world. It kind of is, but Hey, they're four and one. The Colts still are pretty good, but that game overall was a pretty good game. If you watched it. It was close. It was it was in, came down to the last few minutes. You didn't know exactly what was going to happen, so it was nice. That was a good must-watch, I think, on my part. Very good. Good game. So now we move on to our don't watch of the week. So, Paul, you don't watch the Panthers and the Falcons. Sleeper, don't watch. Turned out to be exactly that. Um, the best part of the week is the announcement that they fire the GM and the coach. What do you do? <laughs> The Falcons, the Falcons fired Dan Quinn. Like I'm pretty sure immediately after that game, did he even get it was the not, room? I think they locked him out. <laughs> they may, in fact, have. I don't. I think his key stopped working before he left the field, and they yeah. were home. They deactivated his passcode. <laughs> he was in the building before he was still in the building, and he got off the field, and he's like, "I can't get into my coaching room." They're like, "Yeah, about that." Can you? Could, could you come in here for a minute? We need to talk. Those boxes right there, that's your stuff. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, GM, what are you doing in here? I don't know. They told me to come in here, too. I couldn't get in my office. You, too? Yeah. So, yes, the Falcons get rid of their coach, their GM. What did I read? I mean, the new guy's now the oldest coach ever by, like, two days? No, Seven, I don't seven? think that, that can't be right. Raheem Morris or something like that is their coach. There's no way he's the second oldest. He's definitely younger than like Ron Rivera and Andy Reid. All right. Um, Somebody. And the majority of the coaches, I think. Some acting coaches, 100, just saying. No. Oh, I mean. 77 um, and 29 days and five minutes. I don't know. Who's the coach? Oh, is it Romeo Cornell? Bingo. The Texans coach, yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. (laughs) Yep. I knew it was out there. Makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, yeah, Falcons just, they're at, best way to say what the Falcons are, not keeping a PG, they're a shit show. 
they're just bad. Their defense is literally shredded to pieces. Their offense is hit and miss. This is not good. But yeah, that was definitely don't watch. Just like mine, which was the Cardinals versus Jets. And every single week we're picking on New York teams, but I mean, they kind of deserve it. Hey, if you suck, you suck. If you suck, you suck. So I don't even need to go into detail on that. The Cardinals won it. They beat Joe Flacco because Sam Darnold has an AC joint sprain. So they started the elite Joe Flacco. And well, he did what Joe Flacco does, which is not win games. And then last, we got our lock it ins for the week. I had the Eagles. I was taking the point seven point favorite against Pitt. Pitt was the seven point favorite, is what I should say. Uh, and it was looking pretty good. It was looking solid. And then it wasn't. The fourth quarter hit, and the Eagles kind of lost their footing. Chase Claypool went off for four touchdowns against them. And it was like, hey, you know the guy that scored three touchdowns? Maybe cover him. And they didn't. They put on their worst linebacker, who I think they should have left in Pittsburgh, if you ask my opinion. But, yeah, so that didn't hit. Paul, it was not a good week for me. Did it work out for you? It did not. And I hit my brick wall this week. So Vikings, um, Seattle over the Vikings covering the spread. Didn't make it. I missed it by that much. So slim margin. and One point game. Who knew Kirk Cousins could play three of the three quarters of the game? Right. I mean, he looked like a competent quarterback. He looked like a quarterback worth $86 million guaranteed. That sounds like the Mets guy. Mets guy? Yeah, getting paid for life. Do you mean, oh, I was like the Mets guy? For a second, I was like, do you mean Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> I was like, he yeah. was the Jet. <laughs> hey. The new Jets? I would love to play 16 NFL games and get paid $29 million and then get released from a terrible team. Uh, it, it's crazy. I think it's the crazy. funniest thing, sorry to take away for a second from the the Vikings. I mean, cause Kirk cousins. Yeah. I mean, he looked pretty good for most of that game until the very end, but the jets getting rid of Le'Veon Bell after spending so much money on him last year, it's the most jets thing you can do. And then to make it even better, I saw an analyst say, you know, I checked out every single team's running back depth chart. And you know who really could use Le'Veon Bell? The Jets. <laughs> every other team has decent running backs except the Jets, and they just got cut their top one. <laughs> well, um, I wonder what drove that. It's always personality. I mean, yes. Also, Adam Gase and him I don't Adam Gaze last year tried to get rid of him after he was signed before Adam Gaze got there and I, I don't get it but now he's a free agent he's probably going to sign with a contender so I heard the Chiefs are in the running I'm not sure if he decided yet but a few other teams everybody always of course goes oh he's going to go to New England everybody goes to New England we'll see if he goes to New England I don't see it happening he's not going to want to be one of four guys in rotation that Bill likes to do He's a true first, second, third down type back where he can give you all three downs. He'll do a tandem. I think he'd be fine with that. So if he goes with the Chiefs, I can see it. I don't see the Patriots happening. Well, the Patriots need some talent, that's for sure. Yeah, but I, I, I just – I don't see Bill and McDaniels 
getting away from their running back by committee that has worked for them over the years. I think they like having teams have to basically try to figure out, okay, who's going to be their guy this week. Yep. Like, is it Burkhead? Okay. Well, he's going to ground him ground and pound is it james white's gonna be the star okay he's gonna be receiving the ball out of the backfield a lot like is it damian harris who just went for 100 yards against the chiefs like we don't we don't know who it's gonna be so i think they like that so i don't see bell going there i see him going to a team like the chiefs where he is going to be all part of an offensive elite squad and he'll get guaranteed playing time because him and the running back there are very similar styles. They both can switch out throughout the game very easily for their game plan. And then he can kind of be the closer, I think, where he's more a veteran. He understands what he needs to do at the end of the game to make sure they keep it moving and secure the ball type thing. So you can see that happening, but we'll, we'll see. But by the way, your lock yet didn't hit. <laughs> I lost. What are you going to do? You can't be right every time. I mean, the Seahawks were rolling and the Vikings were not. But you know what? Let's let's take a look at this week's games. We've got a few good matchups to talk about. And you and I actually might be kind of similar on one of them, at least for two different parts of our week. So, Paul, I'm going to have you go first. What is your must-watch for week six of the NFL? Must-watch is the Packers and Tampa Bay. Both teams, top of the NFC. And everybody wants to watch this game to see if Tom Brady understands there's four quarters and four downs in every single play. <laughs> I, I just don't know if he remembers. Is that senility? Has he been there too long? I don't know. I don't know if it's the age. I don't know if he got one too many hits to the head. But it was not a good look when he was just putting up like four fingers like, wait, wait, wait that, was four, that was fourth down? It was an important part of the game. How how did I not know that? (laughs) I guess he wasn't listening to the little birdie in his ear. I guess not. I mean, at least to an extent, he can kind of joke about it because he did when LeBron James won the championship, said, hey, look at us old guys. And he put LeBron James' picture on his picture of him holding up the four fingers during the game. So at least he made light of it. I'm guessing at the time he was not too happy. He was yelling at his teammates a lot that game. So... We'll see, but I do think this should be a good matchup. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, two very good offenses. Definitely a must watch. Yeah, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And I think I think you might be right. My must watch for the week, kind of surprising, but it makes a lot of sense. By the way, before I give it, we were just talking about Le'Veon Bell, and as I just got a notification on my phone on Thursday night, he has signed officially with the chiefs <laughs> boy are you good at this i mean I, I can't plan it but i mean that worked out for us <laughs> that was pretty clever. so he is with the chiefs paul initial reaction really quick even though we just kind of talked about it Le'Veon bell is going to sign with the chiefs how much stronger do you think that makes them huge he's a yeah, top grade player huge yeah, i also think this i think adds that spring to the step i think with the jets he strictly signed for money. He knew he knew it was going to be a bad situation. I don't think he realized how bad it was going to be. But he now gets an offensive-minded coach who will purely utilize him in the best possible ways his game gives. And he has a chance to make a good run in the playoffs and to the Super Bowl, which he was used to doing with Pittsburgh. 
and he looked phenomenal. When they were winning, he always looked good. So it's a good pickup for the Chiefs. You, you would think, I mean, he made a ton of money, but he went to a team that had no shot, but now he's going to bounce over. I wonder what they're paying him. I'm guessing he's taking the league minimum because he doesn't need to do anything else. He got paid millions of dollars already. The Jets are essentially paying a salary. Right. All he has to do is go to Kansas City, play well, and then he'll either re-sign with them or go to a team that needs him next year. And there'll be teams that need him. There always are teams that need running backs. Yep. But anyway, back to my must-watch. My must-watch for the week is the surprising 4-1 and Browns versus the, I think they're 4-1. and I will double-check. 3-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers. 4-1 and Pittsburgh Steelers. 4-0, sorry. They haven't lost yet. So it's the 4-1 and Browns versus the 4-0 Steelers. I think it's going to be a good game. I, it's been hey, shocking. I the do, Browns. not me. The only, the only hiccup they might have is Odell Beckham Jr. had to stay home today with an undisclosed illness. So we'll hmm. see if that in illness ends up being COVID or if it's just like I have like a temperature and like, yeah, like if it's something like that. So we'll see because obviously if that game can, gets played on Sunday with no issues, if OBJ can play, it makes a huge difference. If he can't play, it may not be watchable. So I'm banking on him being there to make this a watchable game. Right. Yeah. So right now my must watch is Steelers, Browns, but we'll see. We'll see. Don't hold me to it. I'll change it. I'll give him a new one on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Well, on Sunday, if it changes, I'll, t- I'll tweet out a new one if it changes. I'll change it if it, if it gets, if he gets taken out. But all right, your don't watch of the week, week, Paul, what do you got for everybody? So, Greg, don't watch of the week. There's a lot of bad teams playing, right? Yeah. Um, some games where both teams are under 500. And you might be shocked at this. You get a double don't watch. A, du- a double whammy? I, a double whammy. A um, double doink don't. So a double doink don't watch either New Jersey team. You know where I'm going with this, I right? I know where you're going with you this. You have New Jersey Jets playing the Dolphins, and you have the New Jersey Giants playing the Washington football team. Turn off your TV and go wash your car. Go rake leaves. Go slam your head in the door. Don't watch. It's just, it's gonna, I can't imagine either of those games going to be good. The only reason anybody will watch one of those two games is if Alex Smith is starting for the Redskins, people are going to just going to watch to make sure his gruesome leg injury doesn't happen again. Yeah. That's the only reason well, I can it. see. That's it. By the way, do you feel kind of good for him? Or do you, do you, are you one of those like me who I'm like, Hey, I'm glad you're healthy and can play football, but like, why? Um, I think that's like a guy whose parachute doesn't open and he lives jumping out of a plane again i don't know why do you need to you have so much money move on yeah don't why take a chance that something yeah, bad happens no. oh i don't know it's a i mean it's a brutal sport anyway it's a great story but like it's just why i don't get it i but, like that yeah i like your dramatic pause and the why 
Yeah. My don't watch of the week, like you said, there are four games this week where both teams are under 500. Not, not good. So I'm, of course, going with one of those games. And I'm going with, now I was torn. I was thinking Jaguars and Lions, but you know what? I like the Lions. I think they're actually not a bad team to watch. They got Stafford. They have Galloway. They have a decent squad. I'm going with the Vikings and Falcons. The Vikings are 1-4. The Falcons are 0-5. Nobody needs to watch it. Like the Falcons are just going to keep being unwatchable because they're just that bad. Their offense is so up and down. Their defense is just atrocious all the time. I expect the Vikings to win this game pretty easily, but they won't have Dalvin Cook. So I'm also not watching it because Dalvin Cook's on my fantasy team. And you know what? I'm not happy. He's not playing because he has a groin injury, but they're going to give him some rest because they have a bye week, like fine, whatever. But now I have no reason to watch you at all. So I'm not watching them. That's really, that's part of my reason. Fantasy football is part of my reason for not watching. That's bizarre. Well, I'd rather watch Matthew Stafford and Gardner Minshew. Rather watch grass grow. I mean, I've watched grass grow. It's in my front yard. I have some patchy areas I'm working on. It'll get there. It will. But anyway, the last, of course, of our whole must don't lock is the locks of the week. Paul, we're both trying to rebound. What's your rebound pick for the week? I'm taking the Colts and I'm taking them with the points, which is seven and a half against the Bengals because the Colts are sneaky good and the Bengals are not. That's true. The Bengals are not not good at all. I think the word when we're talking about this is they suck. Yeah. That's what you like to say. Um, I will say credit to Mike from Craft Brood Sports, who finally, after a few weeks of not fulfilling his punishment that uh, for the bet that he and I made, which was the Bengals-Eagles, loser had to take a shot of Hypnotic, Jaeger, and Cheese Whiz Chaser. Since they tied, we both decided to split. I did Jaeger and Cheese Whiz. He had to do Hypnotic and Cheese Whiz, and then we both had to talk trash about our teams. He finally did his last night. He looked a little red in the face after the Cheese Whiz Chaser, but he gave such a rant about how bad the Bengals are. I think it was more therapeutic for him than actually like a punishment. But the Bengals, as he said, are just god-awful and their owner is the worst and he feels bad for Joe Burrow. And that's it. Well, that's when when a when a super fan like that trashes him. Yeah. It's the deep inside real feelings that come out. Yeah, especially after you have a shot of hypnotic and cheese whiz. That's when I heard it really comes. Cheese whiz is one of my favorite foods. Yeah, it was expired cheese whiz. It did not look good coming out of the can. It wasn't orange. It was kind of brown. It was like a, it was still somewhat orange, but it looked solidified. So it was like chunky. Best food ever, cheese in a can. I mean, whoever invented that is a genius, let's be honest. I think the same person that invented spam probably invented cheese in a can. They probably go well together, honestly. But yes, so that is a good lock it in pick. I'm pretty sure the Colts will win that handily. My pick, backtrack into one of your games that you picked, Paul. Your must-watch, Bucks, Green Bay Packers. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay winning outright. Right now, the line is Green Bay favored by a point. I think Tampa Bay bounces back. They've had 10 days to prepare. I think overall, they are just a better football team on paper. Aaron Rodgers obviously takes the Packers up to a different level. They'll have Devontae Adams back. They have Aaron Jones. 
but I think the Bucks figure out a way to win that game, and I think it's definitely an outright win by them. So I'm taking the Bucks outright over the Packers from my pick. Look at you picking a Tom Brady team. Uh, well, I mean, he's not on the Patriots, so I can. There you go. That's the only reason. All right, so that was our must-watch, don't-watch, and locks for the week. You can just rewind to recap. We're not going to recap before you. you just heard all of it. So we're going to move on to the big topic of the week, which was Dak Prescott's ankle. As an oh. Eagles fan, you would think I'd be rejoicing that my arch rival team's quarterback went down with a horrific injury that has ended his season and given the Eagles a much better chance to win. But I, I mean, I, I don't. I feel absolutely horrible for Dak Prescott. From what it sounds like, he's a very good person. He's a good leader for that clubhouse. I feel bad he was in a contract year. He did not get the extension. So who knows how that impacts him going forward because this is an injury that it takes some time to come back from. So the Cowboys either have to be willing to give a lot of money to a guy that's not going to be playing for them probably for at least half next year because it took Gordon Hayward a little bit of time to get back on the basketball court and to look like an actual basketball player. So, but I mean... It was just a freak accident. It absolutely turn your stomach watching the thing turn backwards and dangling. It was just awful. It's one of those things too. Like, you know, he's in shock when it first happens because he literally like sat on his butt and looked at his ankle and just kind of held his leg and looked at the ref like, yeah, I, I think we need like a timeout. <laughs> yeah, my leg's on backwards. <laughs> yeah, like it was one of those, they said the guy's reaction. Yeah. The reaction around him was not good. You knew it was not a good injury. I will say, though, the replay, it didn't make my stomach turn because it seemed like so nonchalantly of how it happened when it's in slow-mo. It was the look of it. Just the, you know, it's not right. Gordon Hayward's, to me, looked worse because Dax, he was being tackled, so he was already on the ground when it happened. Gordon Hayward's was he came down from jumping. So seeing somebody land and it all go... That was that was grotesque. That was really bad. But because it was you're out there and out in the field, it was it happened. It it, but I feel bad for him. Now Andy Dalton takes over. So the question is, Paul, do you think Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, former Cincinnati Bengal, does anything for the Cowboys? Do you think he actually has some success? They still have a very good offensive talent around him, and he's not a bad quarterback. They won't be horrifying. They're not going anywhere without Dak Prescott. And I think the little voice in your head did a happy dance because you I hate say him. It didn't. Not him. You hate the owner. I also don't. I, I mean, it was more so. I feel terrible for Dak. Like I said, yeah, am I going to be happy to watch Jerry Jones and Skip Bayless squirm for the rest of the season? Yes, but I don't. I don't like the reason why they will be. Yeah. You no. just want to see them lose and everybody's healthy. It, it shouldn't be because that guy gets hurt. And I'd rather I'd rather him be the worst player all of a sudden on the field than have what happened to him. Because well, it was it was just located his ankle and broke his leg, right? Uh he I forget exactly what it was, but it was a dislocation of the ankle which needed immediate surgery. I don't think he broke his leg. No. I think it was just the ankle. But it was it was one of those injuries that you need to get to the hospital like immediately to get it repaired. He was in, he was in 
shock, but you could see the pain coming in as they were wheeling him on well, yeah. driving. Well, then the realization hits of my season's over. Is my career over? Because you just you just never know. So we'll see. Maybe he's thinking this he's in great like spirits that. though. So that's the good thing. He's already come out saying I'm in good spirits. I'm ready to make my start my comeback. So that's all good. He's not being down about it. So I guess it's the best you could hope for. I haven't seen anything on it. I wonder if he's full of screws. They probably screwed him back together, glued him back together. Oh, and yeah. See how it goes. That's definitely the situation that's happening. So we'll see what happens with him going forward. I mean, I don't honestly expect to see him back until mid-season next year, if that. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I do think the Eagles have a good chance now to win that division. And a chance. Because who else is going to win it? Not the Redskins or the Giants. The Giants. The New Jersey Giants aren't winning. If the Eagles can get healthy enough, they actually have a chance because their whole team is still like hurt. It's, it's really just ridiculous when they release their injury report every single week. It's longer than the roster. It's, it's bad. But, Paul, if you're down on yourself and you're down about Dak, one way to cheer yourself up, go to my bookie. We've got sports back pretty much every day now, and if you want to support the 12-ounce sports team, there's an easy way to get in on the action. 12-ounce sports is going to hook you up with a crazy deal when you sign up and make your first deposit on my bookie. you got to go to mybookie.ag. When you make that first deposit on my bookie, they'll match your first one up to $1,000 when you punch in the promo code 12OUNCESPORTS. That's 1-2-O-Z-SPORTS, all caps, no spaces, when signing up on my bookie. To get your deposit matched up to $1,000, remember, always gamble responsibly. That's why Paul and I only put like 25 cents down. That's who you gamble responsibly. I bet popsicle sticks. <laughs> Imagine. Age. Your bookie calls you. He's like a three-year-old. Okay. Hey, man, you didn't pay up this week. I got the sticks. I got the sticks for your project. Don't you worry, man. I'm good for it. I'm just your sticks. I'm 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 gonna give you those 50 sticks. I just need a little more time. All right, I've got some brain freeze. Don't break my ankles. <laughs> You're gonna need that walker, kid. Yeah. But yes. So again, go to my bookie. Paul, moving on. More things you can bet on at my bookie. The MLB playoffs were in the ALCS and NLCS. As we know, jump for joy. The Yankees are not in it. Well, I've when heard... you went something to be happy about, I thought that's where we were going first. It's something <laughs> else to be happy about. The Yankees lost. That's right. As Did they open a cheating envelope yet? No, but as I've heard, their uh, stadium has been turned into a spirits Halloween. Those guys go everywhere. If there's a vacancy, there's a spirits Halloween. <laughs> That's bizarre. It's like middle of it's July. And you're like, oh, that McDonald's closed. Oh, I can't wait till October. Why? It's going to be a spirits <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Make a good Halloween shop. Yeah. I think this year, Paul, should you go as David S. Pumpkins? Any questions? <laughs> I, I might buy you a, I might buy you a David S. Pumpkin suit. I might do it. Is it green? No, it's it black. Orange? It's black with orange oh, pumpkins. Right. How could I forget? <laughs> Any questions? Well, you know it's my favorite holiday. I know it's your it's, well, it's because it's your birthday. You feel extra special. You get candy for free on your birthday. I mean, when you think about it, it is a kind of a good deal. 
I hate Halloween. You know it. <laughs> I don't like those little bastards coming to my door when they shave it's my, my night. birthday. I'm not giving you the reprises. Go home and drive your car. It's great. <laughs> I feel like anybody that has a birthday on a holiday probably feels that way. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. The person who gets screwed like, the most is the kid that's born on Christmas. Yeah. I think you, that day you do a half year and you, in July you have a birthday party. I mean, that's a thought. And you lie to the kid. <laughs> then when you're 30, you say, by the way, you're 29. And a half, just so you know. <laughs> you're 58 forever. I don't know if you know this. You actually turned 30 six months ago. You old bugger. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be awful. But <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about. Baseball. Yeah. Right off, right off the rails. Right off the rails. So we have the ALCS, NLCS going on. Currently, as of at least this moment, we have, as we record on Thursday at 7.25 p.m., just so people know, we have the Astros and Tampa Bay Rays playing. Rays are up 3-1 in that series. Right now, the Astros are up in their game, but we'll see. Overall, Paul, you're rooting for the Rays because that's who you picked to make the World Series. I'm rooting for the Rays because I just don't want the Astros in it. Those garbage can people. Garbage can people. I don't want them to be able to win it and come back and say, we won it without cheating. Yes, that's true. And then you have the Dodgers and Braves, the Dodgers. And oh, wow, I just like blanked there for the game. The Braves are up 2-1, not the Dodgers. The Dodgers, though, shellacked the Braves the other night, 15-3. to It was not good. Do you think the Dodgers make a comeback? Yeah, I think that's a, they're a good team. I think they have a chance. And, and, and of course, that's who I picked. So I, I, I'm going to stick with it. They can come back. I think so, too. Uh, overall, both series, they actually have overall been pretty decently competitive, I feel like. So right now we had yesterday outside of the 15-3 game, Rays won 4-3. Then you had a 5-2 win and an 8-7 win by the Braves and Rays. And a 4-2, Braves won 5-1. So actually, the ALCS has been fairly competitive. The NLCS has been at least a few run differential every single game. So I don't know if that'll continue. I actually thought the NLCS had better pitching, but I guess I was wrong. But I think you'll... uh... So who do you think? We're at this stage. Who, who's going to the, the big I'm show? I'm going with Rays because they have the 3-1 series lead. So that means Houston has to win. I think they were up 3-0. So Houston has to win three straight games or four straight games to win and make it to the World Series. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen. It has been done before. It has by our lovely Red Sox. Yes. And who'd they but beat? The Yankees. Oh, that was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. I, except the fact that I was laying in that bed at the hospital. <laughs> Yes, that was that was not great for you. That was when you had your appendix out. Yeah, your appendix ruptured. Did Who'd it rupture? Who would have thought? Yes. Yes. Who would have thought all that pain? I should have gone to the doctor. Who would have thought? I mean, you probably just should have cut down on the really physical activities to not really amplify it. Uh, it was an ugly day. It was an ugly <laughs> three days actually. I thought I'll get over this. But I think the Rays come. I think the Rays win at least one more game to make it. I don't know I can say the same for the Braves. Both teams, the Dodgers and Braves, have histories of choking. My gut says, hey, go with the Braves. It's it's a fun thing to do because they're a fun team to watch. But 
my mind's like, hey, you idiot. It's the Dodgers. They're the best team in baseball. They're going to come back from a 2-1 deficit and win. 2-1 is nothing. 3-1 is so I'm gonna go. I got, I'm going to go with the Rays Dodgers like you have, but you picked from the beginning. I did not. So you get to, you know, you get to re, uh, reset halfway through. Thank you. Well, I've reset one step away from the big series, knowing basically who should make it. <laughs> so but I'm going to Tampa world, Bay. I want to watch from home anyway, because the World Series, when you go to those big games, it's all people from corporate sponsors and they give well, out yeah. tickets. I can't stand it. I've been to a World Series game. I went to the Philadelphia Phillies raised one actually in uh, 08, I think it was. And I enjoyed it, except for like the three hour rain delay that they were like, no, we're going to get this game in. But I went actually with my dad's best friend, Chuck, because he was a big Phillies fan. And he was like, well, you can, you can go with him. He goes, I'm not going to go. You go with him. I was like, okay. And we went and it was a good time. I had fun. He had fun. It was an interesting three hours of just sitting around doing nothing but eating and drinking. But Hey, you were at a, you were at a World Series game. That's yeah, what counts. I was. So that's for MLB. The other part of MLB that is interesting to us as Red Sox fans, at least, is who potentially might be our manager. And the rumors are flying in Chicago. A.J. Hinch has been talked about. But it was notable. There was a Chicago reporter who said – Hinch is basically the main person they're thinking of now because Alex Cora is all but set to return to Boston. Now, I have not heard any of that in Boston media. They've only talked about the rumors, but everything kind of is lining up. They've kept the same coaching staff. They've invited the coaching staff back that Alex Cora had. The manager for the year, Roenicke, who got fired, technically released. He's He's being invited back to potentially be bench coach. So we will see. What happens, Paul? Quick thoughts before we wrap things up. Do you think Alex Cora comes back? I do. I think they're dancing. I think they're feeling it out. There's no terrible backlash in the media when the rumor came up. And I think he comes back. All right. Well, if he comes back, that'll be good. And Paul, I think your computer is dying. You've let me know. So if you want to wrap things up, that's fine by me. If you want to say goodbye, I will wrap the show up for us. Well, if uh, if I die, just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I will in the future, but for right now. <laughs> yeah, Bill, right, Bill. I don't even know what you said. I think you're di- I think your computer's dying currently. <laughs> okay. All right, Paul. Thank you as always for joining us. We will catch up next week when your computer is fully charged. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Paul. Last thing, if you can hear me, Billy Bean leaving the A's to go to be a Liverpool GM. Thoughts? Spends his life in baseball and is it for soccer. Tried to get him as a GM. He's got him as running his soccer empire. All right. You thought? heard it here, broken up. He left baseball to go run soccer after trying to get the Red Sox tried for years to get him to be their GM. Henry finally got him for Liverpool. So, Paul, thanks for joining. I'm going to wrap this up, guys, because it's been about an hour anyway. So why not? Thanks for tuning in. Again, go back, check out all our must-watch, don't-watch locks for the week. Paul gave some great takes on the NBA. Like always, I'm going to compliment him now that his computer's dead. He can't even hear me, I don't think. He's a gorgeous 
man. He's hilarious. I mean, we'll just, we'll just say some nice things when he's not here. You'll have to listen to the show to understand that actually I said these things. But anyway, we're going to wrap it up. My name is Greg. Thanks for tuning in. Stay happy. Stay safe. Stay healthy. This has been the Sports Dance on 12 Ounce Sports. Check it out. All the other great shows. Have a good one. Talk to everybody next week. The Sports Dance.